Oh my, is that what we call it? <laughs> My friend, are listening to the Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I am your host, Guy Grumpy, along with my great friend Noodle Swoop. And as always, this show is brought to you by lovely listeners just like you. Thank you so much to Ridiculous Hat, Beef Squatch, and James W. for making this show possible. Uh, you can also help us by joining us at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone for just $1 a month, and we'd really appreciate it. For now, though, this is episode 231, where we talk about the upcoming mini set with our good friend Flying Kraken. Would you like to introduce yourself, Kraken? Yeah, sure. First off... Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Um, my name's Flying Kraken. Uh, I'm a former Magic the Gathering pro who has now switched over to doing Hearthstone basically full-time as my card game of choice. And um, I like to think that I'm one of the people that help Druid players out there on the market and uh, just love playing card games, you know? Excellent. He was our uh, Druid expert, the first uh, set reveal that, that uh, I did as part of the Happy Hearthstone. So always a... Uh soft spot in my my heart here for cracking yeah it was a it was a fun time the first time around well hopefully it'll be fun again <laughs> so this is the happy hearthstone uh and so we always like to start by finding out what's bringing joy to uh the, those that are participating so cracking can you uh, give us a crack at that oh <laughs> what's making you happy uh yeah so uh, honestly, lately, my uh, my pet, my dog Pebbles, has been bringing a lot of happiness to my life. She's been, um, she's 17 years old, and she's still wow. living a very, very good life. And uh, I don't know, she's kind of my world, you know? Yeah. Nice. How about you, Noodle Swoop? What's bringing you joy? Well, I'm actually uh, glad to be home. I was on a work training trip for the past two weeks, and... Well, it was good to learn the things that I learned. Um, I definitely, towards the end of it, missed being home and missed being able to do the things that I normally do, like stream. So I'm happy to be back. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back. Being home is one of those things where it's, yeah, it's being comfortable in your own surroundings is always, always a welcome thing. For so. sure, for sure. <laughs> So what's making you happy, Guy Uh For me, I just have to be appreciative of my uh, electric vehicle, that uh, seeing the gas prices here jump over $5, uh, I, I'm just really grateful that I'm not having to deal with that right now. They, they just added some uh, Tesla stations to my local um, grocery store for people to charge their cars at. 
I think more and more people in our area is getting electric cars too. Yeah, they're they're a little slow on legislation to make it worse for us, but uh, I'm sure that's coming too. To... <laughs> well, and I, you know, I, I actually live over by the Tesla factory, so I see them pumping them out yep. <laughs> routinely day, day by day. So uh, uh, not to worry, they're, they're, they'll, they'll, there'll be plenty of them in your area soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've seen a lot downtown. <laughs> But what we're really here for is the uh, mini set that's coming out. So Noodle, I'll let you give an intro to that. So we're actually getting really excited because now we have the Throw of the Tides mini sets, which is launching worldwide on June 1st, which consists of 35 uh, different new cards that are coming out, uh, four legendaries, one epic card, 14 rare cards, and 16 common cards. Uh, and those new cards can be found in your voyage into the Sunken City packs if you decide to open them on June 1st. Or you can also purchase the mini set, the entire 66 card mini set for uh, $14 or 2,000 gold. And it's also available in an all golden version for $69.99. Nice. It's a shame that they don't let you use gold for the gold set. It's a missed opportunity <laughs> there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree on that one. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I, you know, I'm not smog. I'm not hoarding piles of gold that I can swim through, so I don't have that type of gold <laughs> on my Hearthstone client. Now, that's not much to say for, uh, you know, Guy Grumpy. I know that you kind of are the Scrooge McDuck over there. So, <laughs> and I haven't played the uh, Brawlicium or Brawlicium uh, yet to lose a lot of my gold. Yeah, I lost all my gold just about, I guess, with that. Ooh. Yeah, I I haven't had a chance to really do one yet. I was considering potentially jumping into one uh, actually tonight as I go on stream, but I don't know. I'm hesitant now that I'm hearing people are losing their, their shirts and their backs and their houses and their cars and their <laughs> everything. So <laughs> it might start me down a, a path that I... <laughs> The Brawlicium will always have a, a nice place in my heart because I, that was the first time I was on the um, the launcher uh, was for a Brawlicium in the past. So I always like to do it, even if it is just a waste of gold. <laughs> you do definitely, like, if, you, if you're in the need for dust, though, and you think you can consistently get to, like, seven wins or so, you do get, like, a good amount of packs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um it's just I stopped once I got down to two thousand gold because I was like I need I need to not spend money and so I can uh, get the self mini set. Well, speaking of the mini set, the mini set actually starts off with such a, a giant bout between two colossal titans, uh, and the, the first two legendaries that get revealed is Ozmet. Ozmet is an eight mana six five beast with colossal plus six. And death rattle for each of Osmond's tentacles, destroy a random enemy minion, which Osmond's tentacles are one three beasts that are one mana. If they ever get back added back to your hand, that's how much they cost. And uh essentially it just floods the board and gives a chance for even a big board clear um on the other side if you're able to trigger the death rattle for Osmond. Yeah, you get a lot of stats for eight mana. Um if you have the room on your board for it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Colossal 6 is definitely just filling up your whole board. So you're just, this is what you're doing this turn, you know? 
So more of a control style of play, maybe with this guy. Yeah, and I, the the biggest thing is is that like I would I would wonder if he just warrants a board clear, and then that doesn't quite do anything for you, depending on the you know the opponent you're facing, like priest or warlock. They're just going to board clear the whole entire board anyway, so kind of a waste. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting spot to be in. Yeah, you either need to be a deck that has a card that can take advantage of it, like give it Rush or um, Taunt or something, or something like that, or you just be a deck that's just going to play it and be like, deal with it or not, you know? I'd imagine that it would be more uh, discovered uh, through, um, you know, throwing random Colossals in your deck rather than playing around it, at least at first glance. Yeah, like Ambassador Phelan when he, yeah. uh, <laughs> he decides to shuffle some in. Exactly. Could also be just a uh, you know meta dependent thing. Like there's a lot of board based decks. Like it's still like you're still getting like twenty four, um, you know, twenty three defensive stats and what twelve offensive stats. So it's still like a lot of stats on the board. But um, I'm definitely gonna be trying him out. He's my favorite WoW char- uh, World of Warcraft character of all time. Oh um, okay. So I definitely am gonna be trying him out. That's a good reason. I mean, he if. if... He's the one who we're fighting against. We do need to know who the challenger is, right? Yeah. So the, cha- the challenger is Neptalon the Tidehunter, which is our 10-mana 7-7 elemental with Colossal, plus 2, Rush, and Wind Fury. And the text on Neptalon is kind of interesting. It says, whenever Neptalon attacks, if you control any hands, they attack instead. And the hands are... Four mana, four two elementals that are immune while attacking. That seems pretty good. <laughs> it's like a different version of Anixia, right? Yep. Um, it's very. It's, it's not the same because you can do some things with it that are different than Anixia can't do. Um, like if you if this thing lives, it deals way more damage going face than Anixia does. Um, but it also can handle bigger minions on the board, probably maybe. Well, and. On top of it, it's Rush Wind Fury, so it takes out two big, uh, like, minions on its own. The hands mm-hmm. are immune, so it's going to, like, punch, punch a giant, punch, punch another giant, and it's still going to be able to be there on the board. And now it's like, okay, now your turn. <laughs> so kind of where do you go from there? Um, I definitely feel like I, I get that that vibe of, like, it's a fighter, right? Going in and jabbing from from both angles um, and mm-hmm. throwing throwing punches. So um, I, is, I, yeah. I, I I love it. I love the the feel. It definitely fits that vibe of like it's the bout of the century. So. <laughs> and then the, I mean, I'm always if if anybody knows me, I'm the big lore person. Did y'all know that this battle is actually like what happens in WoW? Right? Oh no, I didn't realize. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, so Ozimat actually kidnaps Neptulon from his throne, and they fight. That's like the the whole uh, kind of like you know. Here's the more you know, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. Excellent, excellent. So who wins? Uh, I believe the hero of the you, you, the character yourself has to go in the beat Ozimat. Ah, I see. Um, so I guess Ozimat Ozimat technically kind of wins, but you have to go and defeat them yourself. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we will. 
so with the, the release of those two Colossals, they also released a few of the neutral minions, which we have a one mana 2-4 elemental called the Bubbler. And after ex this minion takes exactly one damage, you destroy it. Pop! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great stats for one cost minion, but lots of ways that it can die quick too. <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of the um the minion from uh battlegrounds that uh, sway bay affectionately referred to as the mana baby oh. the, the, like, refreshing <laughs> oh, yeah. elemental mm -hmm. it yeah. looks, looks looks like that almost similar stats but like for one mana to get a two four i mean it seems like a really good aggressive card granted i feel like there's a lot of control decks that have that one mana response to oh, yeah. be able to, to put out there so yeah there, there's like a there's like a lot of ways to deal with it just naturally right because you have demon hunter with hero power druid with hero power mage with hero power paladin with one ones um there, there's, a, there's a lot of efficient ways yeah everybody seems yeah. to have some one threes for one so mm -hmm. yeah you, the slither scale i think's the name of it right the one three um that people are running that everywhere, so yeah, I, I think it's out there. I just wonder <laughs> if there's ways that you make it so that way it's like kind of impossible to like pop it, you know? Oh, like, yeah, the, like divine shield or put, something, put noble mount on it, and like it could be interesting. I, I feel like there could be ways where you could even buff it and make it real big, and then all of a sudden it's like this big giant thing that has this weakness of oh, it took one damage, now it's done. <laughs> <laughs> Or silence it. If only Penflinger still existed. Oh, man. Oh, not Penflinger <laughs> popping all the bubbles. <laughs> so with that, uh, also we got the Snapdragon, which is a 3-mana three 3-3 three, three beast with uh, Battlecry. Give all Battlecry minions in your deck plus one, plus one. This one excites me from a duel's perspective. Uh, I love those Battleground synergies, or those uh, Battlecry synergies. Um, it, excite, it excites me from a hand buff paladin perspective. A vast majority of the, the mm. like, minions that you can have in hand buff are battle cries. Um, I've actually been messing around with brand with uh, some of the mechs and some of the, the hand buff synergies, and there are mm. a ton of battle cries. So um, from my standpoint as a paladin main, I'm like, this is really cool. And I was, my only question was, it's, wait, Snapdragon is a beast but it turns mm -hmm. out in in uh world of warcraft they they run around and they are essentially like cat lizards um so yeah. they're not really dragons um but yeah they <laughs> definitely the name makes you think wait they mistyped this one it's no they're correct if you actually were to play world of warcraft you would uh run into these and be like yeah that's definitely not a dragon <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a build around, uh, and it seems like it can see play in anywhere from paladin to druid to shaman to um, any. I could see this even in like murloc warlock. There's a lot of battle cries in that deck. Yeah, murloc murlocs are all just about battle cries. Um, and it's not a murloc. It's I mean, amalg any deck that plays amalgam, right? <laughs> all right. And it's early enough, right? Three mana, and for for its base stats, you're not going to be upset if you if you play this early enough because it's only in your deck; it's not in your hand. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's interesting. I, it, the hard part would be 
you know, when you get it at the very end of the game, you're like, great, well, now I... Oh, yeah. There's that little bit of hesitance there, but otherwise, I feel like uh, it's a it's a pretty solid card, especially if you can get it right on curve. Yeah, I agree. Okay, and, and then finally we have the Coilfane Constrictor, which is a 4-mana 5-4 beast with a battle cry. Look at three cards in your opponent's hand and choose one. It can't be played next turn. So this was one of those cards that we actually, um, I don't know, seeing uh, getting spoiled early. Um, somewhere in the metadata, I guess, it got leaked. Um, and so we were able to get a, a glimpse at this one ahead of time. But the disruption ability on this is actually pretty solid. If you if you know you can hold off one or two turns until you get close to finishing out the game, especially in a control setting, if you can remove one of those tools that would enable like an OTK, uh, just for even a turn, sometimes that can give you that turn to stabilize. Um, and also, it's not a flimsy body on its own. It's it's five forward stats, so that's pretty solid of, of a threat, too, in order to kind of balance it out. It kind of gives me those school teacher vibes. Is those stats are not something to just be like, oh, well, I can just ignore this 5-4 on the board. No, you, you got to do something about that. Yeah, it's aggressive stats, and it trades up a lot. You know, if they, it's going to be able to trade into five mana cards and stuff like that a lot, and um, even trades into Ozimat, you know. So, uh, but it's good disruption. I love seeing more disruption in the in the game being added, and I think that this is something you can play in probably aggro decks and or mid range decks to just you know delay your opponent a turn, uh, and one turn can you know win you the game a lot of times. So, kind of. Takes you back to magic disruption, right? And that's what they're starting to add with yeah. some discard and some, yeah, some things like yeah, this. Yeah, I've always wanted a, I've always wanted just to give me a thought seize or something, give me something to take a card from Hunt's hand. It's so yeah. powerful in Hearthstone, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Especially if you're in that aggro deck, you know you're about to finish off your paladin opponent, and you're getting to that turn six. Well, maybe you can hopefully, you know, grab Carriel out of the hand and hold off one more turn in order to get that damage in before they uh, mm. clear your clear your board and make it so that we have to double the amount of damage you have left to do. Yeah, it feels like a card that um, it's a good medium of allowing the person playing the card to feel like they have a chance against decks that they don't usually have a chance against or uh, have a you know a far lower chance of winning, but also not actually getting rid of the cards so your opponent doesn't feel like they just, oh, they lost because it really got discarded or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love it it's, mm-hmm. I'm going to definitely try this out in a, a few different decks because I feel like it, mm-hmm. it kind of can work in a lot of different things so then with that we move on to the class cards which ended up getting released kind of successively on the 28th we got access to uh, Druid, Shaman, Warlock, and Warrior cards so with the Druid cards we have the one mana spell which is an arcane spell, Moonbeam. Deal one damage to an enemy twice. Well, I think everybody in the knows the elephant in the room for uh, <laughs> all four, all formats that aren't uh, standard. I guess <laughs> uh, this this with Malagos is insane. So, <laughs> are, are you saying Malagos is an elephant? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> he's a, he's a big boy, you know. <laughs> um. I mean, yeah, as for other formats, you know, like uh, Malagos is, is definitely the, the obvious card. But for standard, I mean, um, you know, gets rid of Trog. Um, I guess that's the thing. 
but without any really playable spell damage stuff, I'm not sure exactly what it's doing right now. It might even be a setup card for later. Um, I think about some of the cards that we got in the mini, the previous mini set, or uh, fractured in Alterac Valley, and some of those cards didn't see play until rotation happened. So it may be they're setting up for like the next um, set yeah. of cards that's going to come out in our next expansion with this one. Yeah, there is a very odd combo um, that works on uh, any deck that's probably not Warrior, but you can play like the two mana one three Arcanist with Bran um, and get a lot of damage out of it. But that's that's a lot of weird. I don't know what Druid deck's doing that. So it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of cards to set up just for very specific damage. Yeah, we might have to do it for the memes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> And then we have the two mana, two two elemental spirit of tides. If you have any unspent mana at the end of your turn, gain plus one plus two. So on a three mana turn, it's a spider tank. Yeah, um, a little bit better than a spider tank, and it, it scales. Yeah, we we go back to uh, quests druid in wild then. <sighs> I mean, I guess, like, my, 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 my thing is the druid person always, I hate this mechanic almost, because it, like, it, like, promotes you, like, not using your mana efficiently, I guess, and mm -hmm. it's always been kind of odd. Um, I, you know, a lot of people are giving it, like, you know, one of the worst cards in the mini set, but uh, I think it has some potential in, like, an aggro druid. I mean, it does double with uh, a loon, uh, oracle of a loon, so you can just kind of get out of control. If you don't handle them, it, it does just keep going and keep going. Um, and if you play the dredge, the sunken card the druid has, the one that buffs your hand and then buffs your every minion in the deck and all that stuff, mm -hmm. uh, it is a three three on two. So it's not like it's uh, it's not the easiest thing to kill sometimes, you know. I think about later turns with some of the board spamming that goes on with some of the decks for druid, um, maybe it it fits in well because of those later turns where it it is going to be that that smaller other threat that doesn't have taunt but it keeps growing and becoming more threatening and you maybe don't even have the reach to get to it because there's taunt minions in the way um so there's potential there and it does it definitely brings to me it brings quest vibes to me quest Road was one of my favorite uh decks as i was growing up in in hearthstone so yeah this card probably would have seen play in that that deck it probably would have honestly yeah I don't know. Right now, it feels feels like it's okay. Um, it's okay. Yeah. It, it it'll work itself out, but I, I think the next card is really the the star of this mini set for Druid, and that would be the three mana three three Naga, Herald of Nature, Battle Cry. If you cast a nature spell while holding this, give your other minions plus one plus two. Yeah, this is definitely the strongest Druid card for the mini set for me too. Um... I think one thing that's been like absent from Druid this past expansion was uh, kind of the whole Naga thing. They got a really good uh, spell in Seaweed Strike that just never saw play because they didn't have enough good Nagas to take advantage of it. And uh, this this one Naga by itself may allow that, whether that's in, like a Water Token Druid or an Aggro Druid, you know? Yeah, I, I would be interested to see kind of how that Naga synergies weave into Druid as well. So... Um... I think you might see, uh, I think early on there was even testing around like a Naga 
quest uh, druid. So I I would I would think it would fit well into that. Um, yeah. I don't know exactly how to build that deck. <laughs> I, I definitely tried to make a Naga aggro druid at one point um, with like the one mana one three and all that, and I just never could find enough Nagas that I wanted to play, so it never felt worth it, you know? Uh, but this definitely changes my mind because all the token cards for Druid are nature spells, so this is going to come down after all of them. Um, there was also a giant uh, token. They called it Water Druid, I believe, where you just put, like, Flipper Friends and Sea Giants and all that kind of stuff. That deck played all the token uh, nature spells, too, so it could see play on that. Because we just we've been lacking all the aggro druid lists have been lacking buffs um, be, since the since uh, Arbor has left the format, you know. Gotcha. Well, maybe this will help uh, kind of take that place. Yeah. All right, and now we move on to Shaman, and Shaman got a three mana three two Murloc Clownfish with a battle cry. Your next two Murlocs cost two less. It seems really good. I'm really excited to see more uh, shaman uh, murlocs rather than you know what they seem to be doing, trying to move us towards a warlock um, with the the fish. So uh, two less on two cards that could be your next turn even seems really strong. I mean, they're essentially saying this this murloc costs you negative one mana. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I. I love it. It's, that's a solid, especially for Murlocs that are looking to cheat mana and like get the, get out the Murlocs and swarm the board as quickly as possible. Like, I feel like that's amazing. Yeah, I mean Nemo's Nemo's guy's revenge, right? He's coming <laughs> at us. Um, and people forget uh, this is the second little burst of Shaman Murloc cards uh, that are pretty good. Like the Shaman Murloc cards they released last time around. Um, weren't bad, you know. You had like the the South Coast Chieftain and Firemancer Flurgle, and even mm-hmm. they even got a uh, buff card in No Fin Can Stop Us. Um, so this could be a really good addition, you know. I, I definitely think so, especially when we add in the next card, which is our four mana four four Murloc, the Tide Lost Burrower with a Battlecry Dredge. If it's a Murloc, summon a two two copy of it. It seems to be pretty easy to do in a deck built around murlocs free stuff building the board okay stats and i mean a lot of murlocs have uh death rattles and or end of turn abilities like cookie the cook and uh piranha poacher and the one mana card and all that kind of stuff especially if you get to buff up the stats of that initial one that you're dredging you're summoning Mm -hmm. a copy as well so you're gonna get that to your hand so maybe if you even get like firemancer flirtle with that like that means that you got two two legendaries down cookie same thing right so you're you're definitely seeing I think that's that's building enough to to make uh, Murloc Shaman definitely a thing again and mm-hmm. it kind of felt like maybe maybe not so much before so I'm I'm excited yeah, yeah. Salissa mm-hmm. even posted that uh, she might be coming back to standard with uh, with these guys so <laughs> I mean Shaman just needs to be the the Murloc class to me, it seems all the nature and water stuff and all that. I know, I know Paladin also has its Murloc days too, but I'm very excited. And then we have our five mana nature spell for Shaman, Command of Neptalon. Summon two five four elementals with Rush, Overload one. So it's like a Shaman version of uh, 
What was that faceless card? Or the Oasis... Uh, Oasis Surgers. Surgers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. I mean, that, that was a par- powerful card in its day. I still feel like it's a powerful card. Um, it kind of fits into the, like that, uh, the vibes of like um, Quest Shaman with their overload synergies. So maybe that fits perfectly in there. I know um, mm-hmm. Edelweiss has been playing a lot of uh, Quest Shaman and saying like that that that's really the the ticket wins really well against uh, a lot of the uh, thief rogues that are out there. So um, I could definitely see this coming in handy for that type of deck. Um, I feel like it's for for its cost, you can't can't pass it up. Yeah, two five fours for five seems really good. Yeah, it's more about finding where, you know, where is going to see play, because it does seem like a good card. Well, I, I feel like in that Quest Shaman deck, especially the six-mana turn, you have, have that pretty much set up with the uh, Bog Slugger, is that his name? The Lifesteal 6-4. Oh, yeah, rush. yeah. So I feel like it, it, it fits that curve really well, um, and kind of leads into kind of where you need to be with board control as you're making your way through some of those steps, because... That second step, you don't get to refresh your overload, so kind of allows you to maintain stabilization while you're working on that quest progression. Right. Yeah. And you can clear the taunts for your smaller murlocs. If you're going to use it for murlocs, right? it also does. Uh, it does curve. It also does curve after the shaman legendary, the radiance Vajara. Um, you can cast him on three and play this on four. But, I mean, that's if that thing lives, but um, I don't know. Well, I mean, if, you, if you're if you building the deck kind of focusing on that as being part of it, I, I feel like you could, you could make it work. Yeah. All right, and then we move on to Warlock, which has their next Naga. <laughs> it's a three-mana, four-two Naga, Herald of Shadows, with a battle cry. If you cast a shadow spell while holding this, Steal two health from a minion. Seems like an easy uh, condition to meet. Yeah, and it um, it plays well into a lot of the warlock spells they already run, like the Touch of Nathrazim and the uh, Mortal Coil and stuff, where you can take health from uh, an enemy minion and meet those conditions. Now, um, it doesn't have to be an enemy minion either, though. So, right, right. There's some trickery, per- perhaps. Maybe if you're trying to make sure that you're like killing off your your mine for a mine warlock. <laughs> yeah, or if you have like a minion that's like um, if you have a minion that has like three health, it's like a three three or something maybe, and it's going to trade into something, and the health doesn't matter. They're both going to die regardless. You can just like make it a three one, take its health, and then trade into something, make this thing bigger. I don't know. Even a three mana four two is not a bad minion to play. I mean, I play those routinely in Paladin. Granted, I usually have Divine Shield on them. So, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if you're an aggro deck and this is just like uh, you, this is part of an aggressively statted minion and all that, and your opponent plays a taunt, and you just you know sometimes Warlock can't get past those taunts with their aggro decks, and this takes two health off of it. You know, um, it makes that total a little easier to reach. Mm-hmm. I feel like there, there's there's definitely a play to be had with it. How that works out will be interesting to see. I, of, of the cards that are for Warlock, I feel like it's, it's probably the strongest one. I agree. 
again, going back oh. to magic days, that seems really strong. Uh, granted, you can react to it, but it's not going to give you ideal plays. So I kind of like yeah. that, forcing things out early. Yeah, three turns is a lot, but, you know, it's obviously meant for the fight against slower decks, right? So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems like one of those cards that, like, I don't know when you're ever going to, like, put this in your deck unless you just, like, randomly generate it because unless it's just, like, the whole meta is just, uh, like, really slow decks, you know? I mean, I feel like it just missed its chance to be part of with, like, Ticketus. We just needed to burn everything. <laughs> Turn <laughs> it all to the yeah. ground. Um, but a lot of people are re- reacting to this in a very negative light. Um, it, it, it really is. It's 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 one of those tools for a control versus control matchup where you can get rid of combo pieces that hopefully eliminate their ability to to bring something to bear against you. Like if you're able to, to light Kazakasan on fire, well, they're never even going to get a chance to play it. Right, it's like right. they're never going to get to that mana cost where, <laughs> sorry, can go ahead and put Kazakhstan on the board. No, don't even have the mana to do it. So I do it just yeah. burn in your hand, which is interesting. Uh, granted, hero cards would probably still end up getting being able to get played, except for Rukon. Um, and uh, a vast majority of aggro decks, they just wouldn't care. Right? Like. Like, okay, yeah, right. yeah. cool. You just lit everything on fire. I was going to play them anyways. You didn't do anything. Those four mana do nothing to an aggro deck. No, I, I actually can see this seeing some play in maybe like a competitive environment where like you get to ban the deck you don't want to see and they're just banning the aggro deck, right? They're just like, I'm going to ban the aggro deck and play against the control decks and I'm going to play this card in my deck because yeah. I hate the world. So, so yeah, it's a targeted <laughs> tech kind of control, um, and I could see that um, having a kind of a massive effect against uh, opponents if you set it up right. But it, it on ladder, maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of cards that are maybe not so much, uh, we have our five mana seven seven legendary commander Ulthok. With a battle cry, your opponent's cards cost health instead of mana next turn. I know this may be a little controversial, but I, I'm actually one of the people that's a little bit higher on this card. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, basically, you're you're letting your opponents play some bigger things early, potentially, uh, even ways of getting rid of Ulthok. But uh, at the same time, you're dealing some damage to him, hopefully. So um, I, I'm not low on him, um, but Warlock has to impress me a little bit more than it, it has. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah, think. yeah. I mean, I want to clarify. I'm not like like this is the best card ever or anything. But this, yeah, yeah. it's like, I, I've been going back and forth. I'm like, wow, this card kind of sucks. I'm like, eh, if it's played in the right way, it might not. You know, maybe we just don't. There's not a deck builder on it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I I, I know I let it let in a little bit, a little bit harsh. Um, it is. It kind of gives you those millhouse mil mana storm kind of vibes. But the the um the biggest thing is right now the big thing that. Uh, warlocks are playing are curses. Now those are cards that are gonna have to cost health instead of mana to be played. Right. Like yeah. one of, or you're able to manage to get a, a bunch of them even discounted into the hand, and then you're also able to after they're in hand throw down your commander Ulthok. Well, now they have no choice. They either pay two two health or they pay whatever the total is that you've gotten to with those curses with their life. 
Hmm. And either choice may still mean that they're dead. So, um, yeah. well, I in a bubble, right? If it's just the card alone without those curses as well being considered, probably not the best to be not gaining a bunch of stats. It's, it's literally five mana for a seven seven. It's like plus two, plus two in stats. Does it just be like, okay, well, if you can play out your hit, whole entire hand and not die, well, go for it. <laughs> yeah. It may be like one of those cards that, like, um, you know, it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world, but it doesn't necessarily make the cut for the, the you know, the, the tuned versions of the decks just because, like, what it does is not something you do consistently every game, you know? Because um, you would never play this against, like, a boar priest or anything because they, they're not going to care about losing that health. They're just going to go off, you know? Yeah, I, I think uh, depending on how you're able to build it and, and what you're targeting with it, it could work out. Yeah. It's hard to tell, though. Mm-hmm. And so then we move on to Warrior. Warrior got some interesting cards, too, With their, starting off with a three-mana spell, Clash of the Colossals. Add a random Colossal minion to both players' hands. Yours costs two less. I really love the Colossals in my deck, uh, but I don't like them so much in the opponent's deck, so I don't know that I want to give them one, even for a two-cost reduction, so you get yours out a little bit sooner. I'm one of those that I was hoping that Omayog oh still was in standard, because I would love to like randomly generate this, where somebody else is casting something, and they're like, here, give you <laughs> here's your free Colossal. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish they, I wish it was something like... Um... Even if it was more mana, I wish it was kind of like you and your po- you and your opponent generate a colossal and then put them on the battlefield and then they both fight each other. That would be cool. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of like a a, 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 a a card from a Yu-Gi-Oh uh, deck. They made a whole kaiju uh, themed cards and they had a card like that and it was kind of cool. Like I don't know how you do it if you just have like the limbs fight each other or something or like <laughs> what goes on, but uh I don't know. I don't know how I felt with this card. I don't I don't really want to give my opponent colossals. So Yeah, me either. Even if you get yours for two cheaper, I mean that's like one mana generate a colossal. <laughs> so i love the blingatron right so which gives each player their uh, a weapon but they always get the better one. Oh uh, yeah yeah you're gonna get like a yeah you're gonna get the bad one you're gonna get some weird colossal you don't want i just felt like blingatron was played so that way you could like disrupt whatever their weapon was they were like building up you know king's Bay, and you're like oh, uh, now you don't have king's Bay. To go find I mean, Blingatron was obviously like played to show off your bling, so <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I personally would love to be able to just kind of like have like uh, a fire deck that also includes Clash of the Colossals and just be like, RNGs has come and save. Me. <laughs> 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 and hope that I get the best one, and, and that I'm able to play them faster. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I don't know if anyone's pur- purposely playing this one, but I would love to see it see play. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Let's try it out. Maybe meme it up a little. <laughs> All right, and so Warrior then also got uh, some really uh, great cards as well. Uh, four mana, three five elemental Ig- igneous lava gorger, which is a taunt minion with the battle cry dredge. Uh, gain armor equal to its cost. It's kind of anti-synergistic with um, From the Depths, but 
it, regardless, I mean, it can't be that bad, I guess, you know? It seems pretty good. Well, but, like, I even think about, even if you just recently from, from the depths, and you managed to dredge up, like, say, another key card, like Rokara, for example, it's still yeah. four mana taunt, three, five, gain, four armor. So, like, yeah. you're not going to be upset about ensuring that you get the, the right cards into your hand and also gaining a little bit of armor and having a taunt minion on the board in Control Warrior. Yeah, it may be, um, it may just be good enough as a card that's just, you know, it just makes From the Depths even better than it already is because you get to have, uh, you don't need Sir Finley to get the cards, you know. Still solid to me. I, anytime that uh, Control Warriors gain an armor, I feel like they're in a good spot. Speaking of which, we also have the 8-mana 5-8 Elemental Tide Revenant, which Battlecry deal 5 damage and gain 8 armor. Whew. Mm-hmm. It's a really weird stat line. You don't really see a lot of five eights. Um, but it's it's dealing but, five direct damage. That five direct damage can go face. Oh yeah, I just realized that actually. <laughs> I mean, arena people are going to like hate this card, um, or love <laughs> it if they get it in their hands. Or, or love it, yeah. You're you're going to draft like all all copies of this card. Um, for standard, it was I have a little no expensive to. Over, <laughs> over buy it, but yeah, yeah, I can see drafting two of them, and it's a common, yeah. so yeah, yeah. You so see, you have a good chance to see them a good, a good amount of times, especially at gaining that eight armor. Like that, that puts you so so much further ahead in arena. Now, granted, it's standard. Sometimes I feel like if you deal five damage, all it does is allow them to you know heal and. I mean, this is like a this is like an alpha move. Like you just like you just place in your warrior deck and you just play it on eight. You deal five to face, no matter what their board is. It doesn't matter, and you just like you pass turn. Like you just you're like, go. I played my card. (laughs) So, um, I don't know. It seems a little bit expensive for for standard probably, but it does go well Mm -hmm. with like from the depths and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, maybe some kind of big, uh, big warrior. Maybe I don't know. Get discounted down. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I, it may even be one of those things that you're that you end up picking up off of, like, say, if you had the amalgam of the deeps and you used it on the lava gorger. Well, you maybe wouldn't be upset if, like, you gained that additional eight armor was enough to like kind of keep you alive a little bit longer. And the five damage you used it as a control option, right, to take out like a, a bigger threat that was on the board. Um, still feel like it's not terrible in like a control warrior aspect no granted not as good as the igneous lava gorger but still pretty solid elemental yeah and like you said earlier uh it kind of seems like they're playing towards the future a little bit and i know it may excite some people or uh, discourage some people but sometimes some of these mini set cards feel like they're preparing for uh like reno highlander decks to come back um it feels like these are playable cards you can put in a one-up deck you know yeah, one of in a deck wouldn't be terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely see that. All right. And then we move on to Rogue. Rogue got some interesting cards as well. They're one mana, one three elemental. Shatter Shambler, which is a Battlecry, your next Death Rebel minion costs one less, but immediately dies when played. It's interesting. Yeah. I appreciate that I was able to say its name very easily. <laughs> Shatter Shambler. Yeah. Ooh. 
It might get some people. I mean, <laughs> so it'd be fun to watch streams with it. Yeah, we'll take it out just because you don't want to try to say it. Yeah, I'm playing my shadow half. So that's um, like why I call the podfish podfish because uh, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm just not gonna try and say its other name. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I call them too. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I guess the only standard deck that plays this really is, I guess, people are really been trying that mine rogue or whatever. Um, not only in standard, but I know it's been like very crazy and wild. Yeah, I, I think it helps out with that, um, especially if you're able to ensure that that mine costs one less and it, and it immediately gets triggered. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's gonna help you out with uh, making sure that you get in that damage to make Mine Rogue really a thing. I, I think it, it fits slots right into that deck, and that deck may actually be something that we don't want to see too often as we're uh, uh, playing. So um, considering there's already a deck that has been kind of been seeing some play on the ladder, um, I definitely think this is the one that sees play right away. Mm-hmm. And then we have a two mana one two Naga Ink Veil Ambusher, which is stealth and has plus three attack and immune while attacking. I mean, incredible aggro card and or I guess card used to trade um, in the early game for rogue decks. You're not even trading, right? Yeah, and I, yeah, not even trading. I don't, I don't know the word there. Cleaning up the board. I don't know. Board control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah board control yeah that's the word for it's, it it's, um, it's a pretty solid board control tool what's interesting though is that it does lose that attack when it, that attack stat line when it's not attacking so it ends up being very easy to trade into if you're the um opponent so um interesting at the two mana spot though it, it is very likely that you'll be able to stick it down on the board and be able to use that to your advantage yeah four two uh for two mana seems pretty good if you're and there's not a lot of removal for uh, stealth minions that early in the game either yeah there's not me at all gonna get at least one yeah i i think it'll it'll definitely be tried out especially as you get some of those naga synergies going along um it'll be interesting and Speaking of interesting cards, then for Rogue, we have a two-mana spell, Jackpot! Add two random spells from other classes that cost five or more to your hand. Jackpot! <laughs> Coin sounds. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. Hopefully it does. Uh, yeah, hopefully it does. Yeah, I hope it, hopefully it makes like a, a slot machine sound or something. <laughs> and those are good spells that you're getting, uh, most likely. I mean, I already see one spell that I know is about to. We're about to talk about that is definitely one of those cards that I could that Deeper uh, can randomly generate. I, I think, especially at two mana, it fits that slot of like trying to ramp up those uh, those uh, wild pod nulls even faster, mm-hmm. um, making it even easier for, for them to get online. Then you have those cards for later on. And there's a lot of really powerful um, class spells that cost five or more um, that you'd be happy to see in a Deep Rogue uh, setup. Yeah, and I mean, we are in a um, kind of a limited uh, card pool right now with it being just at the rotation. And Rogue did just get... Uh, that four mana card, the Swift Scale Trickster, that can just cast whatever you get from it for free, basically. So you could randomly get Pyroblast and be able to cast Pyroblast for free. 
yeah, Fire Blast seems good. The the Druid draw three, get a taunt guy seems pretty good. Um, just off the top of my head, even if yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, there's there's quite a few that you'd be happy to uh, get off of this card. So I'm uh, definitely interested to see kind of what ends up happening. The shenanigans that you're like, uh, RNG is just against me. <laughs> yeah, all you test gray main uh, mains out there. So. Um, I, I, I think uh, rogues will be delighted to have that card added to their uh, repertoire of, of cards in Thief Rogue, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. And then we get to move on to the Paladin cards. Hey. <laughs> so we have the 3-mana three 3-4 three, Naga, which is the Myrmidon. Uh, after you cast a spell on this minion, draw a card. Um, I just... I myself see see myself like getting getting towards the later turns of like some of those uh like holy paladin like smite OTK decks where you're like I just really need to be able to get like one or two more cards to finish finish out my OTK and I know I'm able to keep control of things but I'm not able to like get the cards that I need so I play the the Mirrodon and I feed it Maki rolls. <laughs> yeah basically it, it, it's, it, 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 and it's like no sir no more I can't handle it I'm so full it's, like, it's just no it's just a tiny sliver just enjoy just, so, just, one, more. just one more <laughs> just one more <laughs> I, I cannot I simply cannot and then it just explodes <laughs> I'm sorry that was my money python meaning of life humor coming yeah. out Oh man, uh, and uh, but meanwhile, you would get to all the parts and pieces that you need. And uh, for me, as well as a pal- as a paladin main, I, I constantly feel like card draw is such a challenging thing to get, especially when you're trying to build combos and trying to do kind of the more meme style uh, builds. Uh, it's hard to be able to get a combo to go off if you don't quite have. Um, Kind of those those cards in hand to be able to get get all the pieces that you need. So it, it it's actually very surprising to me. Now, granted, that's probably not where it's going to see play. It's probably going to see play more as like I'm going to play this on three, and hopefully it lives until next turn, and I'm able to draw one more card or maybe two more cards. Definitely, it definitely seems like a card that like uh, maybe it doesn't see that much play right now. But the more cards that are at the Paladin's pool, the better this card gets. Um, you know, I mean, I know, I know, like what they're going for, right? They're going for the two drop legendary into this or something, right? Uh, that's that's what it feels like to me, right? Yeah, You're able yeah. to get 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 both of those online and kind of working together, and they thematically like they look like they kind of match up. Katori and the Miradon are kind of like fish fish are friends type even mm-hmm. though katori's not not doesn't have the naga label it's actually very interesting to see a naga labeled minion in paladin because pretty much have avoided being part of the naga pool altogether so yeah right interesting um speaking of other interesting cards we also have the nine mana spell front lines which is our epic card for the set which says, summon a minion from both players' deck. Repeat until either side of the battlefield is full. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which, this is also one of those cards that I feel like we may end up seeing it, see more play in Defrog. 
<laughs> from Jackpot. <laughs> but uh, I also feel like there's 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 potential build around for like this style card. We have the eight mana elemental that draws us the most expensive card in our deck and then summons a minion equal to its mana cost. So like it could summon us perhaps a light ray or uh, it could also get us a variety of very solidly setted nine mana minions. Um, but then it sets up that curve perfectly for the next turn for you to play front lines and then fill your board. And the Colossals will fill it fast. Yeah, Colossals would end up filling it up quickly, which then means, like, especially if you manage to, like, have, like, Azamet on your side, you just summon one of those and that's it, right? They don't get anything out of it, but meanwhile, you manage to summon Azamet. Yeah, and I mean, Bonus, I, right? Yeah. And I mean, I guess there's lots of big minions. Like, if you're playing Big Paladin, which there has, is a little bit of support for that, I guess, over the past couple of sets, you do have like Ragnaros and Tyrion and Leviathan and, and Brasswing, um, and you also have the Rock Templar Captain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, as much of a Mimi card, it seems if there's enough to do that kind of thing in Paladin, then it's definitely possible. Everything you summon on your side could have Rush or something. Well, and I also think of it as what if you limit the amount of minions that you have in your deck and you also have all your minions having a very specific tag of pirates? Oh. Because Smite <laughs> does give all those those pirates charge. So then now you could suddenly use front lines to pretty much make a pirate OTK. Uh-huh. Interesting. Especially if you manage to put in, say, maybe a Battlegrounds Battlemaster, and that happens to, like, line up right <laughs> next to Smite. I'm just saying, like, there's possibilities out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, um, I'll be waiting for that to happen. I'll be waiting. That that actually is the... I, I've been playtesting a little bit in casual, where I don't have the spell yet, right? Like, I don't have front line, but I can slot in, like, uh, Garden's Grace and like kind of get the idea of okay what's left in my deck by the time I get here how did I survive to get to that point Yeah. <laughs> and interestingly enough like every single time that I got there I survived better when I was doing it as the pirate OTK version than if I did it as the big paladin version <laughs> the big paladin version I ended up with all the big cards in my hand and going crap I'm not summoning anything <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like you said, if you do have like a certain amount of spells in your deck, like Garden's Grace, you know, you play the card, and then it makes it this Garden's Grace basically zero, and then whatever lands in between the Battlegrounds Battlemaster, you just put the Garden's Graces on. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. And that's actually, that was my thought process, is, well, I can make sure that I also have Garden's Grace discounted down to zero. I can make sure that I have plenty of pirates into the deck. Hopefully I don't draw Smite. If I do, maybe I have Sir Finley to like tuck them back in. But then I'm like, wait a second, that might also mean that I summon Sir Finley, which is all great. <laughs> <laughs> Things are <laughs> Things are complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it's 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 definitely one of those cards where it's like, I I think you could make it work. I, it, it's the most exciting out of out of all the cards from the set, especially for me, because <laughs> it's definitely like it fits that that meme build niche like perfectly, and it could also be a thing. It could definitely be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm excited for it. I look forward to messing around with it um, and bringing 
kind of that pirate OTK, I think is where it's going to go. Uh, it's a bear. Uh, but the next card we get to talk about also is a very interesting card, which is our nine mana five five elemental light ray with taunt and cost one less for each paladin card you've played this game. I love the light ray like species like in WoW, like the little like like sea creatures made of like light. Um, as for the card though, it seems pretty playable. I think this you know it's obviously you have to note that it. Um, it's not just spells. I mean, you play minions and it discounts it, so... Um, as long as they're paladin, correct? Yeah, right? yeah. Like in a pure paladin build, if we still had uh, Urel, if we still had the Lightforge Zealot, if we still had the Lightforge Crusader, we'd be like, whoa, this is amazing. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting. Uh, I don't know how quickly we can get it online. I, I mean, the only thing is, is, like, if we have Mirrodon and we're, like, feeding it hockey rolls, right? Like, each one of those counts as a card. So, I mean, that I, I think will help with making sure that we can discount it down and making sure that we can get it in hand. Um, it'll be interesting. I, I think, uh, especially as we go further along, this I think will be a card that sees more and more play, the more cards that get added in, especially if we can start getting some of those cards that help us by having kind of like a, the two-in-one type of effect, like less goods, where less goods is you know, two cards in one that are both Paladin cards. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Something like that. You need something that you can uh, get this down at a faster rate than just playing one thing per turn, you know? It just doesn't seem like it does enough for Paladin cards. Like, usually with something like this, then it would have Lifesteal or, or something else. So 5-5 five, five stats, um, regardless of where you you uh, discount it to, is... Seems a little anticlimactic for for Pally anyway. Yeah, if had a divine shield, I feel like right, like yeah. it would kind of fit that, like yeah, if like, had divine shield, pupil kind of vibes, right? Um, I think maybe in wild, like it sees play in like a Libram Paladin. If Libram Paladin still sees play in wild, mm -hmm. I have not seen it see play wild, but um, maybe this helps out and it gets it further along. Um, but I think when we start adding in more cards, that's when we're definitely going to see it, see play. Yeah, I think so. so. That's kind of, kind of how a lot of this mini set feels anyway, right? It's, mm -hmm. um... it's a lot of it that feels like it uh, enhances old archetypes that uh, aren't in standard anymore. So maybe there's like an attempt to bring things back in wild. Yeah. Or maybe they're just trying to like hearken our history. Like, Ah, that nostalgic vibe of remember Libras? Weren't they amazing? <laughs> <laughs> this is a card that makes you wish as it was around during Libras. <laughs> yeah, I mean the only the only thing I can see this coming down early is like let's just say you play things on just about every turn of the game or whatever, and then against an aggro deck, and then you're like, oh, but oh no, the aggro deck's got me down to twelve or fifteen or whatever, and I just holy monkey roll back up to twenty something and play this, I guess, but. Um, I don't know. Outside of that, it seems kind of slow. I think, uh, yeah, in a in a holy kind of control deck, it's the inclusion that maybe even is included, say, over Pogfish, where you can get that Machiroll healing and then also play a taunt. So you healed and you got a taunt for free. Yeah. But I look forward to using it down the road as well. 
Um, and then we get to move on to Priest. Priest got a 3-mana, three 3-4 three, Naga. Herald of Light with a battle cry. If you cast a holy spell while holding this, restore 6 health to all friendly characters. 3 is a weird spot for uh, like Naga Priest, I think. Uh, I don't think they have room for many more threes, but the card definitely seems like it's got some power level on it, you know? It might not be one that you keep in your opening hand, though. Something that you want to draw a little bit later for the healing effect um, in combination with some other things, maybe. I think also when you talk about, like, the wig Naga Priest, like, oftentimes you manage to get their health up pretty high, mm -hmm. but you don't have necessarily the strongest ways to return health back to them and, but if you're setting up for like that perfect turn where you get maybe you get just that right amount of healing and then you can bless the target that has that high health total mm -hmm. it might just make it so you're able to like get in exactly the amount of damage you need to close out the game so it, it feel like it's a powerful enough naga to be included into that deck now is it the strongest one Probably not, but it, I don't think you're going to be upset about getting six healing to your own face as well as maintaining that board that you have. Right. There was also a version of Wig Priest that is by far the least popular version, but this could definitely help out like a new build, which is the one that plays like Cleric and um, more mm -hmm. heal based holy spells and all that kind of stuff to help with all that problems. And uh, uh, maybe we see something like that. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I think, it, I think. It'll see play. I don't know if it'll stay in the deck, but I think it'll see see some play initially as it as it joins the card sets. And then Priest also gained access to a four mana four four elemental, uh, disarming elemental battle cry dredge for your opponent. Set its cost to six mana. I like this card a lot, actually. Um, I don't know exactly what it fits in. Um, I have played a little bit of Quest Priest, and Quest Priest's four mana slot has always been super awkward um, a lot of times. Like, they always have to run something that doesn't necessarily feel the best in the world, and uh, this could slot into that, maybe. I don't know. Well, I think that, that it definitely fits there, right? You're disrupting their ability to, to be able to do damage, um, especially an aggro deck. You're essentially just taking one of their aggro tools and making it to where it's priced at never played <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i mean seriously like this setting something to six is no like something to just overlook really i mean it's uh versus any deck it's a problem you either take out like a card you didn't want them to play or uh, an aggro deck like sandy minion or versus like you know control warrior or something you just make shield slam six mana or um you even limit how much damage they can do in Combo Warrior by making uh, the two mana card that reduces the cost of all minions by two, making it six mana. You take one of those out of the game. To the front? Yeah, to the front. Mm -hmm. you, you take that out of the game, and they can technically do less, you know, a lot less damage without, you know, from the depth shenanigans. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it pretty much breaks that combo, yeah. I would think, without having them both, both at the right price, so... Well, granted, they could also certainly it back to the bottom and hopefully discount it again um, using from the depths. But I I feel like you're you're definitely setting setting those combo strategies back a bit by creating a, a an undue extra cost. And uh, granted, you might also just help them out, right? 
he might dredge for them. And all, all the options are expensive things that then you are setting to cheaper. <laughs> so I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I think about those possibilities. Yeah, yeah. I agree on that one, yeah. But for the most part, I feel like it's it's definitely going to be the powerful tool that you're going to want it to be. Mm. And then uh, the last tool that uh, Priest was given was a shadow spell, forming a shadow spell, Drown. Put an enemy minion on the bottom of your deck. There's lots of ways to manipulate that down, right? So they grab their Colossal and uh, go to town. I mean, even when I think about like if you're if you're facing uh, like control warrior, you're taking Nelly's boat and putting it on the bottom of your deck. Which mm-hmm. I mean, granted, you're not even you don't care. You're never gonna try to like dredge that back up, but at least you've eliminated that source of damage that they're about to pull out. So I think that's incredibly powerful. It's so um, funny that they gave us like a, a power creep version of Entomb. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, and I mean, you you may very well gain some access to very powerful uh, other minions that they they put down they they played, but didn't expect for you to take for yourself. Because you get you, you do have the ability to dredge and priest as well, and pull some of those things back up and then use them against them as well. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I can even see this in some form of like you know, I mean, I know shadow. Uh... Shadow Priest, the aggro version, has kind of fallen off the map as a deck that's playable. But even playing this in a um, in one of those decks and just using it as a way to get minions that are problem off the board for your minions to attack face more um, mm-hmm. is completely reasonable. Yeah, take that big taunt and chuck it in, into the bottom of your deck and yeah. not worry about having to play it. Yeah. Man, sounds like a good game plan. Mm-hmm. And then moving on today, we've gotten the reveals for Demon Hunter and for uh, Hunter as well. Demon Hunter getting a five-mana spell, topple the idol, dredge, reveal, and deal damage equal to the cost, equal to its cost to all minions. It's interesting. Just it doesn't doesn't pop out any uh, synergies right off the top uh, of mind, though. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be like a big Demon Hunter card, right? Um, where like, you know, you dredge and you find one of the big chonkers and it deals six plus damage to them, I guess, or to the board. I mean, it's definitely a control tool. Uh, it would have to it would have to fit into those uh, big Demon Hunter decks just to even be viable. Maybe it fits into like a quest uh Demon Hunter, where you have the Brutes, and maybe you're using the, their damage. I mean, when you dredge them up, they deal the damage regardless of their cost. And then that also allows you to like set up for the draw into them and have them discounted. It's, it's interesting. Especially because in Quest, you could even discount the price of the, the spell in your hand. So there, there's possibilities there. Yeah, that's about the only thing I, I see with this one, though. But it definitely, like, I'm keep like putting an asterisk beside it because it seems like a card that could see play at some point because, you know, Demon Hunter kind of lost all its mass removal uh, post-rotation. And um, if you build your deck correctly, you know, or like to, you know, with this in mind, 
Um, even dealing four damage, you know, ideally, I guess five is what you're looking for, but you know, four or five plus damages to the board is probably pretty relevant. I, I think it fits well, especially if you're talking about like a Vandar style deck where you have Abyssal Depths and you also have this card. So you're, you're kind of getting into the, those places where now you, you have some of those additional control tools to help you out to like actually make big demon hunter a thing. Mm -hmm. Then we also have their three mana, three, four Naga Herald of Chaos, which has lifesteal. And Battlecry, if you've cast a fell spell while holding this, gain Rush. Yeah, this card seems really good. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little bit of everything. And, oh, uh, it's got a lot of everything. It works really well with those fell synergies and Rush and Lifesteal. Woo. And Naga. Everything, all yeah. together. Yeah, because I think the, the one of the big things about, um, you know, Predation has always been played in the, you know, the most recent versions of demon hunter and all that kind of stuff but the only really nagas they were hoping to, to activate it with were lady shino and uh the one drop card the mm -hmm. slither spear uh, and now you have another like easy to cast spell that can make it zero mana yeah i feel like uh adding in an additional naga that has stats and also keywords that you would like to have into a fell synergy package just Feels good. I think that that'll slot right into that fell kind of Jace Naga deck. Absolutely. And we also have their two mana two two fossil fanatic. After your hero attacks, draw a fell spell. Well, we found another reason why multi strike was was nerfed. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> right. I mean I mean, it's still good with it, too. I mean, this card is just like, a, you know, 2-drop two 2-2 two two is pretty basic. Um, it's a little understated, I guess, for 2-drop, but, I mean, you play this and play Multi-Strike or something or have some little while that happens and you're drawing two cards, so... And with Multi-Strike, you're you're potentially even drawing in a Fell Spell to continue to buff up your attack that's going to go face after you've already put damage into a, a minion on the board. Yeah. Uh, Feels like it fits really well, especially at two mana. It's it's a a playable card when you're looking at trying to dig in that last little bit of damage to finish out the game. I love the art of it too. That Nautilus shell in the center is is kind of interesting. <laughs> it's almost like a poke Pokemon art. Just these. Oh, I found an Omnimite. <laughs> uh, yeah, Demon Hunter got some good cards. It seems. Uh... I love this card though. I think it's really, really cool. And a lot of the fell decks, uh, are like, of course, there was like the aggro fell decks, but some of the more mid rangey fell decks, they didn't necessarily have the best ways to draw uh, cards or specific cards. They were just using the same draw that aggro was using, but it was like less efficient because they had bigger cards in their deck. So having a card like this where you can specifically draw the fell cards out of your deck, um, which some of the fell cards, you know, draw you cards is probably pretty relevant access to draw i think is always helpful and if you add in a, a minion that that uh helps you out as well developing board while you're drawing uh, i feel like it's gravy mm -hmm. and then we get to move on to the hunter cards which hunter gets access to one of the cutest minions from battlegrounds finally coming over to uh standard which is our two mana two three mech K-Ninotron, which is very much reminiscent of, of Pop-Bot. <laughs> and 
and uh, has a battle cry dredge. If it's a one cost minion, summon it. I feel like a face hunter is getting access to this minion, which is nice uh, for hunter to have access to a little bit more of an aggressive style play as well. I always like mechs, so um, starting back down that. Uh, granted, you're not going to have a lot of one cost mechs to uh, to deal with, but um, still, it seems like you could make this work uh, even in wild. Um, with quest hunter or something like that. I guess my only concern is uh, this is also another mech for mech mage to get from their mm -hmm. sunken sweeper. And then that becomes interesting because then they kind of have access to more fuel for mecha shark, right? Mecha shark could be played and then for two mana, you're getting two minions, which then it could even be one mana if it's discounted down with like their, uh, or Mac Portal or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's the only hesitance that I have is like, oh, okay, you added a Mac for Mac Mage. <laughs> the Hunter package. Yeah, it's it's a Hunter card, but it's really a Mac Mage card. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this card's going to be like, I mean, if any proactive Hunter deck is going to play this card, um, they're just going to put this card in their deck. I mean, it's like that the basic two drop stats and, you know, whether if you're getting a minion off this, then you'd rather have the one minion card on the board and not drawing it um, at that point in the game. And uh, if not, then you're maybe setting up your turn three with the three drop card. Yeah. Which, I mean, you could also be dredging for that specific card that you absolutely need to close out the game. Or maybe you're like just trying to find Tavish to, to get like those beneficial uh, mm -hmm. secrets that are enhanced but really i think the fact that it it not only does it dredge the card and draw it but it actually plays it so like you're you're talking about like, yeah instant man mana savings there too and also the fact that you're not having to disrupt your draw just to get that card um you can still access the next card in your deck because sometimes i find that dredge has that problem of well sometimes you don't want to necessarily have to burn your draw just from dredging the item mm -hmm. yeah and there's tons of one cost minions that are just really good whether it's slither spear or peasant or you know trog or whatever you know yeah there's there's plenty of them out there two we have Speaking of great cards, we also have a 3-mana three 3-3 three, three Naga, Ancient Kraken Bane. Beware, Kraken. Cry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's the bane of my existence. I, I gotta be... Uh, I, don't know, I, I don't know if I should even talk about him. <laughs> oh, well, he does have a battle cry. If you've cast three spells while holding this, deal five damage. Woo. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> a lot of damage. For three minutes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we live in a world where Bran exists, so... Um, I mean, it's definitely never a card you ever play on three, but right. um, but it definitely seems, you know, they just nerfed uh, Quest Hunter, uh, and it seems like they've added maybe one, possibly two cards to go back into it. I mean... It will see play. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, specifically because uh, we scroll down here, and uh, Hunter has a card that draws a spell and a Naga, specifically. So oh, um, you, can def you can definitely run it as, like, you know, if you're running a Naga package where you're only running, you know, two of these guys and maybe one or two of another Naga, maybe just Slither Spear um, or something like that, and you just run, you know, you draw this guy and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, I I could see it. Uh, definitely seeing play, especially considering uh, brand implications aside. Even that's a lot of damage, mm-hmm. and if you're, it, it almost feels like they were like, let's nerf one part of Quest Hunter, but we don't want it to go away altogether. No, we'll just slow it down a little bit. Yeah. But like, but meanwhile, we're going to give this other tool back to it. Okay, keep going back and playing Quest Hunter again. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> we, we, want to, we want you to keep playing this deck, you know, but play it a different way now. Um, yeah. You know, play it differently <laughs> than you were playing. That's that's not how we designed it in design. Uh, you know, play it the way we want you to play it. <laughs> Uh, and then they also gave another powerful control tool tool for hunter a three mana nature spell now this is actually a big deal because it's a nature spell that deals damage not just revive pet but a great card to add in uh which is deal three damage to a random enemy minion and repeat this with one less damage so i would assume it goes three two one uh, is the way that it would go yeah, uh, so, so you're doing like six total damage, but um, you could just be clearing a board. Um, it, and it helps take care of some of those death rattles too um, that might exist that like summon an additional minion to the board, or uh, maybe you're taking care of, I don't know. Uh, just a big taunt that's in your way. Yeah, I mean, this card is flexible, and I know it seems odd, Um like how it's worded and how it could like randomly you know go the wrong way, but I mean on curve this card is incredibly good for hunter slower hunter decks because it kind of just kills the, your opponent's one two three almost on average right like a lot of times it's going to kill their three drop their two drop and possibly their one drop also or something like that or maybe just their three and their two drop, um, which you might have already taken care of that one drop as well. Yeah, so. yeah. So so it just really gives you an extra turn or just like resets the board state you know i think it's it's powerful enough and with it being a nature spell that uh hunters are wanting to are going to want to have gain access to it's going to help them with being able to get multicaster working online um and kind of get those kind of synergies going as oh, that's well. true that, yeah I, I think it's 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 a powerful card um and uh, i think I almost want to say uh, Quest Hunter kind of has a little bit of reinvigoration with this coming back. Helps them control board, yeah. does deal damage. It'll ensure that there's damage dealt, even if there's Divine Shield. So kind of uh, fits fits that uh, mold really well. And uh, it, it's also definitely one of those cards where you're like, uh, Kodo Bane, come, come and grab that for me. You know, <laughs> perfectly in that, that three mana cost spot. I mean, when Code of Bane first came out, it was like the only thing that was in the three mana slot was, uh, you know, Mancrick, the spell. And so now you kind of see the full full swing of things. So there's definitely more available to them to be able to draw up. So, yeah, uh, I'm definitely looking. Oh, I think we may have just had the Mage Guards revealed. Perfect. Look at that. It's like perfect timing. You were right. You were right. <laughs> it's like we recorded it just in time, and uh, the mage cards that we got revealed, we have a 5-mana five 5-5 five, five Naga Legendary Lady Nazjar. Well, in your hand, this transforms after you cast a Fire, Frost, or Cane spell. What? Hmm. Okay. 
now I need to know what it transforms into because that's crazy. Yeah, Lady Najar. It has got to be something cool because she's like a super important character. So, uh, wait, I'm getting confused. There's like three forms. What in the world? Uh, wait, what is how, how how's it? Depending on if you have Fire Frost. Oh. Oh, oh, it depends on like like what you cast, right? Oh, you okay. Cast a fire spell, then it becomes like deal five damage to to an enemy minion. Oh, and two, two, two adjacent minions. Interesting. If it's a frost spell, then you gain eight armor, and if it's arcane, then you discount down your spells. That's that's how it works. So that's that's the way that it looks to me. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> So, interesting. Yeah, definitely an interesting card. I love it. Yeah, I love the really flexibility cool. of it too. That is really cool. Yeah, I like flexible cards. Uh, if, it, if like honestly, I was at first when I didn't know it had three different forms. I was like, oh, if it's just another card that reduces cards in your hand for mage, I'm just like, oh come on guys. <laughs> but it does so many. It does. It does more. It's, it's, I like that it's flexible. Too. Yeah, I mean, it kind of fit, it feels like those like kind of potentially quest mage vibes. Looking at this card, even I, I think about it, and I think about powering up Dongrass. But like, it, as you're casting some of those various spells, like you could see how the transfer formed forms might fit or meld around what you need exactly until you get get uh, Dongrass in hand and finally cast it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you know, mages uh, being able to use battle cry gaining armor is going to be probably super relevant. Um, so, you know, and a lot of the aggro matchups and removal is always good. And yeah, she seems really flexible. And of course, sometimes you're not going to have the right kind of spell for what you want to use for her, but that is something you can kind of control. So. I, I like the flexibility of it too. It, it kind of enables the fact that, like, maybe you don't go down the multiple spell routes, but maybe you just go down one angle. And so it helps you out, right? Because um, when I. I just recently was kind of messing around with building like a fire dragon mage. Mm -hmm. Granted, I was taking that to casual and just goofing off. But like a lot of what fire, like a fire mage is very much board clear centric. And then arcane is more about like lots of spells, but at a cheaper cost. And then frost fits that like whole like, no, I'm slowing things down and I'm putting on armor. But meanwhile, I'm also going to figure out a way to finally kill you at the very end with maybe a fire spell or something like that. So, um, I, I love it. Uh, I, I feel like no matter which way you go, this is going to be a legendary that you can add in and kind of feel like it, it fits that mold. Or maybe it fits all modes. <laughs> yeah. You also have a... Uh, we have two other cards, right? We have... Um, what were the yeah, other ones, right? We have the three-mana arcane spell, Polymorph Jellyfish. Transform a minion into a 4-1 jellyfish with spell damage plus two. Got a version of Polymorph back, I guess. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's powerful too, and the fact that it's not like a secret, it's not it's mm -hmm. proactive. So you could transform that big threat into something you could easily kill with your hero power as well. So five mana kill a thing. Mm -hmm. And works on your own minions as well if you need that extra little push for spell power. Yeah. But, Building up that last little bit of damage so he can finish it out. Yeah, yeah you're going. There may probably be some times where you change like your weakest minion into a four-one, and you know something like that. 
I don't think you're really using it so much for the stats because that is really easy to clear. Um, so the stats are probably more for the removal, but um, it'll be it'll be interesting if somebody does try to actually hit with the the or design a deck around hitting with four one jellyfish. Nah, it, it, I don't think they'll ever like like design it uh, their deck to do it. But sometimes it's going to be like in the late game. If this thing was like a one one with spell damage plus two or something, or like a two two, it's just like oh, this thing's not dangerous at all. But you know, in the late game, in the late game where both you and your opponent are top decking, you're like, oh, I drew this card and we're just top decking. I'm going to turn my one one into a four one. If you don't kill it, then I'm punching you for four. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I just think about the fact that like then it's your opponent's turn they go to trade into it they they at least have to have either that exact one damage like if they are another mage it's pretty easy but for other like board based strategies they have to trade a whole minion into it and they may not have just that one that one three or one two on the board to like trade in so uh may may end up costing them more to be able to to make that trade it may not be something that they want to necessarily do. Mage also got their elemental, which is a 2-2 elemental for two mana and a submerged space rock <laughs> with a death rattle. Add two arcane mage spells to your hand. At the end of turn, discard them. I mean, elemental mage isn't really a thing anymore, but that seems like it's uh, pretty good. Even if you get it a little bit later, you can get a couple couple extra hits off with the arcane spells. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through all the arcane cards, and uh, there's not too many really big ones or bad ones, really, too much that you just, like, in the late game, if you played this, and you probably could cast any other ones that are kind of just bad are arcane brilliance and the, uh, the polymorph one. You know, a lot of them are, like, three mana, two mana, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which mostly just draw you cards. So, I mean, they're not terrible, but at the same time, if you were like, oh my goodness, I got rid of, I, I didn't get to use Arcane Brilliance, you're like, oh well, at least it didn't take up the hand slot either, right? right. Yeah, especially since it's like a death rattle, because you can play this on two. Um, if it was a battle cry, it'd be so much worse, but uh, you can play this on two and it dies, and then, uh, you know, you get those two cards to your hand, and then you get a whole turn to play them. Um, Which, I mean, if they're three mana is like really the top end minus uh, the, that one four mana spell that draws you multiple cards, mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like you're always going to have the mana to be able to use it. So draw draw up your cards, keep your hand full, kind of feels worthwhile. And you may not even have to like run those draw cards because you know you're going to get them from the elemental. Kind of allows you with like some of those deck building constrictions, maybe for even uh, like if you're building like a very specific deck that's like focused on like I just want to be able to draw into those uh, burn spells for for uh, my deck is like I'm trying to ignite with elementals. Well, now this is another elemental gets you a chance to kind of get there without having to necessarily include those and. In, into the actual deck building process too. Yeah. So. I like it. Yeah, I do too. Card. I think it's very, very like a unique design. It's interesting. There, there was kind of like a, a lack of elementals as all these cards came out, but um, I think it sets us up really well to each class kind of got got access to a new elemental. So that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that is the mini set. That is the whole mini set. So, uh, any any major takeaways uh, that you want to touch on, Kraken? Uh, I mean, I do love the design of the mini set. Like, I do love like the cards and the art, and there's a lot of really unique designs. Um, I'm not quite sure how much it'll have a, an impact on things. I do, it, 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 this is kind of how it felt to me. It kind of felt like every class got like one really, really good card or like one card that is obviously is good. And then the other two are kind of like um, either need more support um, or maybe they just need other things to come down the road. So maybe that, but that, maybe that's the design, you know, maybe they got something planned for the summer or uh, the next set. And I'm excited for it though. Yeah, it definitely feels like it's uh it's a bridge to something and we'll just have mm-hmm. to wait to see what that is. Yeah. And, and that, you know, that's a, uh, it's, you know, we're only at the first set of the year and the, the first set of the year is always kind of polarizing a lot of times because just the lack of cards in the pool to play with. And uh, the more cards we get, the more options we'll get. Yeah. You know, this year started off with us taking a voyage. So I feel like we still have plenty of places to go. And well, maybe in the sky for the next set or on land. Um, I feel like our time in the water has definitely <laughs> proven uh, to be fun. I, I've had a lot of fun with this set. I look forward to having these new cards added in as they'll add more elements of fun for each class. I feel like there's fun cards, there's meme cards added in along the way, as well as some serious cards and even some hard-hitting cards too. So. Um, I feel like we're going to see how those cards impact right away, as well as just have fun playing with them, too. Um, it'll, it'll be exciting. And I love that it comes out, the set comes out on June 1st, so it's fresh for the reset, which means like, you just have time to like meme around a little bit as you make your way to Legend. So um, I'm, I'm going to have a blast with it. I know that much. Yeah, I will do. But speaking of blasts, I hear we have oh. a card of the week. Is there a card of the week? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you have the card of the week. That is what we call the song fortune. <laughs> oh my, is that what we call it? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do, I, I guess so. We're going to do a version of, uh, um, we don't have an eye of the tiger this week since we have kind of a boxing match going on between uh, Ozimat and Neptulon. Uh, I guess nice. we do. Uh, we made a version of it called Eye of the Kraken, I guess. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so we got Rising Up, Back in Ashara, Did My Time, Took My Chances, Went the Distance, Now I'm Back on My Tentacles, Just a Kraken <laughs> and His Will to Survive. So many times it happened so fast. You change your passion for vengeance. Don't lose your grip on the dreams of Nazoth. You must fight to keep them alive. It's the eye of the Kraken. It's the thrill of the fight. Rising up to challenge Neptulon. And the last known survivor stalks his prey in the depths. And he's watching with all of his eyes of the Kraken. (laughs) Brilliant the face out in the deep hanging tough staying hungry they stack the odds till we take it to the currents 
for the kill is the skill to survive. Okay, that's it though. <laughs> right. That's what I was, that, that's about as far as I got with it. Then the song starts repeating itself, and I just like got lost. <laughs> that's brilliant, yay. brilliant. Yay! yay. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm smiling so hard over here. Like, like, got me going. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I'm running upstairs for sure today. All right. Well, thank you so much, Flying Dragon, for joining us and uh, being part of the mini set review. We truly appreciate your time coming on. Let people know where can we find you if we're uh, trying to find you on the social medias out there. Uh, yeah, so on my Twitter is at Kraken Flying. Um, I couldn't do Flying Kraken because somebody took at Flying Kraken, so it's at Kraken Flying. Um, my Twitch is my name. It's Flying Kraken HS at Twitch TV, TV, um, dot TV. And I do have a new YouTube channel. Um, I just started up recently, and we are making uh, weekly content, and it's just Flying Kraken HS, the same as my name. And all that kind of stuff. Uh, but if you have any trouble with all that or finding any of it, I do have it all linked on my Twitter account. So mm-hmm. just go to uh, the at Crack and Flying. And you said that you stream on Twitch. When do you stream? Um, I'll actually be streaming for this coming up semester on <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time. Uh, and I try to be as consistent as possible. Sometimes I have to miss a day or there from for school stuff and all that. But yeah, three times a week. Excellent. Well, I look forward to joining you in your stream and uh, seeing you down the road. Thanks again so much for coming on. Thank you for listening. Again, we'd like to remind you that you are the Happy Hearthstone. The show is created for you and is sustained by you. If you'd like to support the show, you could join us at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone and join for just $1 a month. That'll help us continue to record these programs just for you. Additionally, you can help us out by leaving us a review at your favorite podcast source. That even includes iTunes. And finally, if you want to, you could join the show, talk about your favorite things that are going on in Hearthstone, and we'd love to have you on. Thank you so much.